Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is a special guest by the name of Danielle Burnock. I hope I pronounced that correctly. You did. Let me tell you a little bit more about who Danielle is, and we're going to dive into this amazing conversation, and we're going to spend some time talking about trauma and the various types of trauma. But before we do, you got to know who Danielle is, right? So here we go. So Danielle Burnock is a childhood trauma survivor, international award-winning author, speaker, podcast host, and trauma-informed self-love coach who helps men and women emerge with clear vision of their value, take ownership of their choices, and chart a path to their promise, becoming victorious souls. She created courses and workshops to implement her four-step proven process called SELF, S-E-L-F. Her mantra is to love yourself from survive to thrive. And she's known as that lady on the internet who loves you. Danielle married young, raised two kids, and she didn't come into her own until she was in her 50s, y'all, when she wrote and published her first book, Emerging with Wings, and really started to thrive in life. So let's have this thriver on, Danielle (laughs) Burnock. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this. My pleasure, Danielle. And one thing I like to do on my show is give the audience a chance to connect with you personally and professionally via our connection segment. So are you in the mood for a rapid fire 10 question game or an icebreaker? I thought about this ahead of time. I'm going to go with the rapid fire 10 questions. (laughs) Oh, y'all, here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Danielle and Genesis. Question numero uno. Are you naturally a redhead? No. What's your natural (laughs) hair color? I don't know. Question two. What's one word to describe you? Smiley. Question three. As a mom, a seasoned mom, what's one piece of advice you would give to new parents? Love your children well. Question four. I see you have live free in the background. Does that have any um, symbolism? That's uh, part of my message. Above it, it's also painted live loved, live free. Question. Yeah. No, question five. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> so I see you have a book on your bookshelf because you matter. Is that what it says? Yes, that's my most recent book. Next to my emerging with wings. Woohoo. Okay. Question six. If you could trade places with anyone for 24 to 72 hours, would you trade places or remain yourself? Oh, I would remain myself. I've been asked this before. I've I've done too much work on myself to be someone else. <laughs> Question seven. You just won the lottery. However, to get your proceeds released, you have to contribute to three charities of your choice. What are you donating to? I would donate to Grace Centers of Hope in Pontiac, Michigan. I love that ministry. 
I would donate to Hand of Hope with Joyce Meyer because I really have a passion for clean water. And she has a, a branch of that that drills wells around the world. And my third one would be, I have so many, so I'm only picking three. That's why I'm hesitating on the third one. Uh, third one would be uh, maybe Gleaners International that feeds people. Okay. They do food banks and all kinds of wonderful things, but I'd probably give to way more than three. <laughs> Question eight. What's your favorite food? Cheese. <laughs> Question nine. Are you the type of woman that you'll cuddle up and read a good book or heck, watch the movie? Mm, that's hard because I like to move around. Both of those are sitting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What would you do in your pastime? Go for a walk. Okay. Out with nature. Love it. And we're on question 10, right? Keep me honest here, y'all. Yep. So, ding, ding, ding. It is our pass or play question, and here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed, and you can ask me any question. If you play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? And just ask me another question. <laughs> Okie dokie. Last question here. What type of user are you? Are you a hybrid user, Android user, or iOS I have a PC, but I have an iPhone and iPad, so I guess that means I'm hybrid. <laughs> Just like me, y'all. And that concludes Rapid Fire. So thank you for connecting and playing. Audience, I hope you learned a little bit more about who Danielle is. And now we're going to dive into the meat and potatoes of the conversation, which is the work that Danielle does, which is around trauma. There's various parts of trauma, but let's start with unpacking. What is trauma, Danielle? Trauma is the wound that is left behind in a person after they have been through something that they have been incapable of processing. And I always want to make sure, thank you for asking what it was instead of saying what it was. So many people think that trauma is an incident that occurred. That's called a trauma exposure or a trauma experience, or a trauma opportunity. But trauma is actually the wound that's left behind because trauma is involuntary. It's not something that someone can decide to be traumatized or decide not to be traumatized. It's a wound that ha happens in the brain and the body all over the place because the body keeps the score. And I like to unpack the definition of trauma because like you said, it could be trauma experience, trauma exposure, or whatnot, but it may not necessarily be the root of what trauma is. And you help people expose various types of trauma, whether it is emotional, mental, physical, or even spiritual trauma. So what made you look at trauma at a holistic level? And is there one area you prefer to work in over the others? I am in the trauma area because I am a trauma survivor and I fought to heal from that and didn't know that it was trauma when I was trying to become unmiserable and try to deal with things. I was not familiar with the word trauma. It was writing my first book, Emerging with Wings, where I learned that because I was in counseling at the same time. And my focus on it is primarily emotional and spiritual because that's where I was wounded the most. 
and part of my wrestling to be able to own the fact and the truth that I was traumatized was because I dismissed it because it wasn't all the things I thought it should be, which is what a lot of people do. I do not have any sexual trauma in my life. And that was one of the things also, you're not really traumatized. It didn't happen to you. So I don't address that, but I've learned that sexual trauma, I mean, all the different traumas all affect us in our body, in our brain, in our emotions. So it affects the entire person. It's just how it got there are the different experiences, whether it was through a medical trauma or a sexual trauma or an emotional trauma or, you know, a catastrophe or a relational thing where you lost someone through death or divorce. These are all different ways that we can be traumatized, even vicariously through a second person or intergenerational where it's handed down, but it affects us in our whole person of all that we are. But I know the most about and focus the most on emotional and spiritual. And if you don't mind sharing here, Danielle, can you talk a little bit more about what you endured emotionally and spiritual trauma? Like what kind of was that underlying thing that left you in trauma, but you were brave and bold and courageous enough to seek out the help in order for you to release some of the things that you were dealing with? I have, I had complex trauma, okay, which means there's a lot of different things because there's acute trauma and then there's chronic and there's complex. Complex is a whole blend of a lot of different ones. <laughs> and I had that, I had multiple losses that I went through. People died in my life while I was growing up. I went through emotional abuse through bullying and at school through teachers. I went through abuse through my social group at school. I was publicly rejected in front of the church. So I went through spiritual abuse at the church and rejection there. So I, it, it, the trauma happened at home, at school, at church, in the neighborhood. It happened in all the places. So there was no place in my life where I felt safe. Every, every place I could be was dangerous. And I was even told how I was unplanned and I was an accident. So I didn't feel safe in my own skin. So there was no place I felt safe anywhere. Wow. And let's unpack this y'all because that's very heavy. And I want to speak to the audience right here, because what about if you have experienced some of these similar things that Danielle has endured? Do you have a sense of feeling unworthy, feeling like there's no place where you can go that's your safe haven or your sanctuary and you just feel like giving up when in actuality, instead of giving up, you just need to find out what makes you happy, find your tribe that loves you for who you are unconditionally. So Danielle, when you went through the losses, you went through emotional abuse, spiritual abuse, and all of these things, and you were probably having the the weight and the world on your shoulders, metaphorically speaking, what was that turning point in your life where you say, you know what, I'm more than this. And this is not going to define me or keep me boxed in. When did the switch turn on for you to say, I got to do something? Um, I don't know that it ever really happened like that. It was more God intercepted me. I was on a collision course to destroy myself. <laughs> so many self-defeating behaviors because I felt that 
with every breath, I was robbing life because I didn't have the right to exist. And I had been raised at the church, like I said, and I had that church incident happen and then the deaths and all of that. And I was just, I was a mess. I was acting out. I was just such an emotional mess. And I went on a trip out to California, went on a road trip. And I took a Bible with me because the person I went with took a Bible with her. So I'm like, you know, I'm people pleasing is one of the things that is a trauma thing. So I brought my Bible too. She's got hers over mine. <laughs> so then we read to each other, which I have no idea why we did that, but we read to each other out of the Bible while we're driving, while we're smoking dope and while we're drinking and getting high and all these other things. So that's <laughs> not really any kind of <laughs> great religious behavior or anything, but my mentality was just so out of whack, but in that, it's like I made room for God to reach for me. It's like I was silently crying out for him, and he responded to that, and he's a part of it. The whole story is in my book, Emerging with Wings, in the road trip, and it's such a crazy, bizarre <laughs> thing that it was. It's it's hilarious, and it's it's unbelievable. I've been saying there, if I didn't have this information in my journal from that time, I wouldn't believe that I lived through that. And I woke up one morning on our road trip in the front seat of my car. And I felt like God was there with me. I, I didn't really know that at the time. It's like now going back and trying to figure out what the heck happened. So I guess that was a turning point because I stopped focusing on destroying myself. <laughs> I kind of surrendered to God again and started on a different course of life that I was clueless as to what was going on because my mentality of all the religious stuff was really whacked. <laughs> but it was like little by little things changed and God brought people into my life. And it wasn't until I met who is now my husband, he came into my life. He's chapter three of Emerging with Wings. He is the big turnaround in my life. It wasn't so much that I took ownership of my healing then. He was the one where I first encountered unconditional love and to entertain the thought that I, I could be loved. This, this is really a thing. This it was possible. So it was a very long, arduous journey, which is why... I do what I do because I want to, if I can help someone take a little less time, maybe help them, you know, be chapter three in their life to, you know, dare to believe that you are lovable, dare to believe that you are worth the, the work to heal. Because until you dare to believe that you're worth the work, you're not even going to try. You're just going to be miserable. But little by little, you know, I think it was just because of him. And then I had children which is a whole nother story in and of itself too. And I driven that my children were not going to grow up how I grew up. I grew up with also childhood emotional neglect, it's called, because I grew up feeling I was not loved and my parents didn't love me and no one loved me. So if I did one thing right as a parent, I was going there to raise them to know that they were loved. That's why that I answered so quickly to your question at the beginning, love your children well. Because if you love them well, because parents will make mistakes. You're going to screw up something. <laughs> it's just, but if your child knows that you love them, it makes room that you can talk about all the other things. And so it was very little by little. It was just in there and went to one church and this, and it was a very messy journey. It was not very straight at all, but 
I healed a whole lot more when I wrote that book because I put myself in counseling and I knew the first half of that book when I sat down to write it and went into counseling. But then my counselor, God bless her, she was so good that I discovered the other half of the book. She helped me uncover other things I didn't know. And I just worked hard because I didn't know these other things were available. She opened my eyes to things that I didn't know were a thing. I would say some things to her nonchalantly. She'd say, wait a minute, stop. She said, something went terribly wrong. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, and she would tell me about how things should have been in a healthy situation. And I was just flabbergasted that that was a thing. And so I, I wanted to work to have healthy emotions, to have a healthy mind, to have healthy relationships, to, you know, be as healthy as I can be from the inside out so I can love other people well. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you talked about all of the things and you said God intercepted you when you were in the car, you and this friend of mine, you and that friend, and y'all were drinking, y'all were smoking dope, but you had your Bibles and audience. I want to say this here for those of you who may be a believer, those of you who may not be a believer, God meets you where you're at. You don't have to be prim and perfect in order for you to be quote unquote acceptable or you to go into the church or whatnot because the church is just a building but you should also have a relationship for yourself and I could resonate with a lot of the things that you mentioned even though we're from different backgrounds we're different age groups I recently went through my own period of loss I lost my father in November of 2020 unexpectedly one week later found out I was being laid off from oil and gas Nine months, five days later, lost my grandmother on my father's side. Then in January um, last year, came back from the Caribbean visiting my family. My other grandmother passed. October last year, lost my cousin. So there's different losses. But I tell people what was the silver lining was the sunshine, which was my daughter, where we tried for so long to conceive and it didn't happen. I said, oh, the hell with it I'll have some fur babies some cats some dogs or whatnot then boom out of all of the losses and I tell people the L's the wind came and that was my my daughter but I tell people even though you go through various trials and tribulations and things can be traumatizing they could be you know the trauma exposures like you mentioned Danielle the trauma mm -hmm. experiences there's still something beautiful in the midst of the hurt and the pain and you may not realize it when you're going through that so Danielle I really respect what you said and just open up because I want to tell the audience just because Danielle and I are here before you you're listening to us or you're watching us does not mean we have it all together because life is a hell of a ride it's a roller coaster there's going to be highs and lows there's going to be roundabouts u-turns upside downs and all of that but that does not mean you can't get back on track with your life and you know writing is therapeutic Danielle was writing then she went to counseling she got some help. And while she was going through counseling, she mentioned saying nonchalant things is what you said. But then yeah. your counselor made you pause and reflect on why you said what you said, where the emotions were behind it, what some of the situations were and et cetera. And it opened your eyes. You probably had some clarity. You had understanding. You got some wisdom and et cetera. And then you began writing. So there's so many things here, y'all, so many gems that were shared, but I really wanted to just kind of summarize that before we go deeper in the conversation, because it's so important for us not to negate what someone went through because we think, oh, her story is not my story. There may be some parallels and our stories aren't going to be exactly the same. 
because no human beings are alike, not even twins. So I just wanted to preface that for you audiences listening in, because there's something important here that you can gather from and learn from. And that's what it's about. So Danielle, when you think about trauma and you think about your, your client or your ideal avatar, what, what, where do you start with that individual? If someone's coming to you and say, Danielle, I feel like I've experienced trauma. I have no idea where to start. And I just feel like life is going to hell in a handbag. <laughs> <laughs> well, I use my process with the self, which is see, expose, love, and free. And the C is about awareness. It's like, so we would start with awareness of where are you now? And, and you know, what is, what is bothering you? Where do you want to go? Like, let's, let's take a, a look around to see where we're at right now and to see where you want to go. And then we have to expose, we have to go deeper under that about, well, what, how did you get here and where do you want to be going and, and go deeper a little bit. And the L is about loving and do you love yourself and do you feel that you're loved or, you know, do you think God loves you? Do you think your parents love you or whatever? Where, where does love all fit into your whole story because love is so important we need love as human beings we need it like we need to breathe and if that's we identify where the problems are at and where to start and then f is for freedom that's where we start taking action those are action steps and we go around and around and again to in like little by little because we can't take big steps when we need permanent transformation if we try to get there too quickly it's like someone if they had, you know, gained, you know, a hundred pounds over 15 years. I'm just making up numbers here. And then they want to lose a hundred pounds in two weeks. That's just not going to happen. I mean, you will hurt yourself if you try and do that. It's you, it has to be little by little to make a permanent change. So I would have to find out, you know, where are you at? Where do you want to go? How did you get where you're at? And, you know, where does love fit in your story? Because you have to be able to love yourself because loving yourself will give you the courage to take that action step. Yes. And for anyone in, listening and they're saying, okay, Danielle, this is amazing. I love the self, the self model. I love your four-step process. But how do I love myself when I don't even know who I am? Well, it will be a process. You have to see your value. It starts with seeing your value, like emerging with a clear vision of your value. Where do you get your value from? Why, why do you feel worthless? There's a reason for that. And where do you get your value from? And, and anchoring where your value comes from in a place that doesn't change so that you can have that. Cause we take care of things. We, we, think are valuable. You know, if you have a piece of jewelry or your fur baby, like you said, what, something that you love that you think is valuable, you'll take care of. So we have to see our own value. So that's where we start is focusing on inherent value, intrinsic value. It's value that is there apart from any behavior. Yes, I love that. And I'm going to interject here and feel free to uh, jump in here, Danielle. So audience, think about it this way. If you love a material thing, something materialistic more than you love yourself, then you are not exhibiting or exuding self-love because you have conditions around something else that is not you. You are worthy. Your body is a temple. You are created on purpose, for purpose. So the minute that you start 
exuding all of your time, energy, emotions, will, and et cetera on something that is not you, you're then making that object or that person an idol and you are hopping in the backseat because you're not seeing yourself as valuable or love. So you're not even loving yourself because you're so busy spending so much time and energy on something else that may or may not fuel you or add value to you. So think about it that way. Whenever you begin to, you know, think about love and self-love, or for those of you who may be listening and you're still like on the brink and the cusp of understanding all this, I want you to just grab your arms and hug yourself tight and give yourself a nice hug and squeeze tight and then feel that energy, that vibration and feel yourself feeling warm because you're loving yourself. If no one else is going to give you a damn hug, give yourself a hug. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, that makes me think of also a part of this because we can't just tell ourselves to love ourselves sometimes if it's connected to what they call attachment theory. If our attachment is messed up, then we're going to be detached from ourselves because there's self-abandonment and all the different things that we do that are trauma responses. So we need to heal those sources of trauma so that we can attach to ourselves and see that we have that value. Yes. And thank you so much for sharing that, Danielle. And I'm going to throw you an audible here before we wind down. Is there something that I didn't mention or something that I did not ask you that you want to share with the audience regarding the subject of trauma? Yes, we didn't cover the difference between childhood trauma and adult trauma. I think it's crucial for people to understand that they are profoundly different because another word for childhood trauma is called developmental trauma that helps people to understand, oh yeah, I could see how that's different, even though they don't get it. I love this illustration that I came up with during a podcast interview because we think about childhood trauma through our adult minds because we're adults now. So we think like adults, right? So we look at our six-year-old self and say, well, why did you act like that? Why did you behave like that? Why did it hurt you so bad? Because they were six. (laughs) And so if we think about you're baking cupcakes, okay? And you put the batter in the little cups and you put them in the oven you know, and then you take them out to check on them after five minutes, but then you drop them on the floor. Oh my goodness. Well, you got goop all over the floor because they weren't done. But if you take the cupcakes out when they're all done and you, oops, drop them on the floor, they might get crumbs on the floor. They might crack or something, but the damage is profoundly different. That's like the uncooked cupcakes are like our developmental selves when we don't have all the parts of us. We don't have the capability of dealing with things when we're children. We grow little by little and they say that prefrontal cortex does not come to full maturity until we're 25. I mean, that's a long time. So we need to really give ourselves the grace. And what I'd like to tell people if they are hating on themselves because they think they should have done better when they were eight or 12 or seven or 15 or whatever that age is at. Find someone in your life, you know, the closer that you know them, the better, whether it's a relative, a neighbor, or you know, find someone, you know, that is the age that you were at the time of said incident. And imagine that person at that age 
going through that thing. And you will see it through different eyes than where you're at now. I'm 64, so trying to be six, I can't do that. But when my granddaughter was six and I thought of her going through what I went through in first grade at the hands of my teacher, I just broke down and cried because I could see it differently because I saw her going through that instead of me at my adult age. I like that. And thank you for sharing that because that is a good um, exercise to do and a good visual to mm -hmm. so you could kind of be in the mindset so you could kind of understand it versus casting judgment or et cetera. Yeah. So let's jump into the CTA. So it's the call to action. What is your call to action for the audience? And then list your website. Oh, well, come to my website, daniellevernock.com. I have so much to offer there. I have free resources. I invite people to start with the free resources. I've watched my YouTube channel, listen to my podcast, read my blog, download my free resources so that you will get to know me. Because what I deal with is an area where safety is required. And if you don't find me safe, then you won't want to partake of any of the things I have to offer that cost money because you need to invest in yourself to heal. You know, buy books, buy courses, invest in coaching, invest in counseling. It takes money to do that, but you have to have a safe place. So I invite you to my website, start consuming my free stuff. And when you feel like you, you know me well enough, because I am that lady on the internet who loves you. And I tell my my people all the time on my podcast, on my YouTube channel, to my email list, my community. But when you start to believe it, then then you'll feel safe enough to connect. But I welcome you to connect as soon as you feel safe, because being safe is where we heal. I love it, y'all. Danielle Burnock. And I'm going to leave you with these um, words from the song called Life is a Highway by Rascal Flat. I'm just going to read it briefly so it says life's like a road that you travel on when there's one day here and the next day gone sometimes you bend sometimes you stand sometimes you turn your back to the wind there's a world outside every darkened door where blues won't haunt you anymore where the brave are free and lovers soar come ride with me to the distant shore we won't hesitate to break down the garden gate there's not much time left today. Yeah, life is a highway. I want to ride it all night long. Dot, dot, dot. If you want to hear more, go listen to the song Life is a Highway by Rascal Flatts. And the reason why I read that is because we're all on this journey called life. And whenever you deal with what's going on in your life, you could start to live life free. You can live life bold, courageous, and you could really enjoy the life you live, love the life you live, and live the life you love. But first, you must go within yourself internally in order to unpack some of the things that are going on so you can go from surviving to thriving. I am Genesis Amaris Kemp, the podcast founder and host, and my big ask for you is to like, comment, subscribe and leave a review. We're on all major platforms. And I'm also looking for brand sponsors because it does take monetary resources to fuel the mission and movement behind the show. And you just heard my fabulous guest, Danielle Burnock. Connect with her on her website, which is once again, daniellebernock.com. And until we chat next time, peace.
peace, love, and lots of blessings. Signing out, Genesis Amaris Kent and Danielle Burnock. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.